No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for downloading and listening. My name is Frank Salvato. Before we get into America's Third Watch segment of this morning, in which we talk a lot about Islam and a lot about the Middle East and a lot about the fundamentalist Islamic world, I wanted to mention the name of the book that I talk about in the third segment. That's a book I wrote back in 2005 called Women in Fundamentalist Islam. It's a quick read. Uh, It's between a short book and a monograph. But it is important to understand how women are treated in that culture. And I think when you get finished reading it, you'll be shocked. And you'll especially have a lot of questions for the women on American college campuses who are protesting in favor of Hamas and Palestinians and the people in the Middle East that traditionally have been subjugated. It's available over on Amazon in Kindle format, or if you sign up for a premium subscription over at undergroundusa.com, you can get it in a PDF format along with all of the other monographs that I've written on the subject of Islam and the perfect storm. When we come back, this morning's segment on America's Third Watch. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Well, without further ado, let's uh, bring in our good friend Frank Salvato from UndergroundUSA.com and, of course, the author of the book, Nullification. Good morning, Frank. Mr. Kyle. All right. Well, here we are. It's Monday. We're live. Uh, it's There's a lot going on. And let's start out here. Yeah, what do you think about Rashida Tlaib? She posted this video on X, you know, saying we're we're going to remember this, and and the American people are just not with you on this, Mr. President. Perhaps not in Dearborn, Michigan. They're not right. You know, but the question that that everyone needs to ask Miss Tlaib is, okay, then who are you going to vote for? <laughs> yes, you know, yes, very good, very good. <laughs> analysis there yes what are they going to do what are you going to do so okay i'm not voting for you joe biden you evil israel lover then we have to vote for the republican indeed the the republicans are going to abandon israel so this is a perfect example of how the emotional radical left does not think things through before they open their mouths indeed Indeed. Yeah, that's exactly right. And of course, you know, trying to uh, go down this road as well, because she's more than happy to have these, I guess, these chants go on that talk about from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. I mean, do they just see their 
their opportunity here to really try to rally the world uh, to the literally the destruction of Israel. Well, well, we are seeing a significant and concerning rise in anti-Semitism, especially in Europe. You know, so if if she, she's not a leader in this, of course, but she is joining the bandwagon with a with a voice from uh, from her district, uh, we should be concerned about this a little bit, especially what, like I said, with what we're seeing in Europe. Uh, I don't see the the Western culture learning from history here with these chants, with these with this pro Hamas stuff. Um, and pro-Palestinian stuff it shows a glaring uh, disrespect for history because they haven't taken into consideration who was here first, who lived in the land historically, uh, the acts of the UN in creating this crisis, and they're knowingly, and we've, we talk about this every time we bring this up, and it's something that's worth repeating, it is the duty per the Quran and the Hadith of the Islamic world to look out for their fellow Muslims. And that doesn't mean giving them more cash for rockets. It means making sure that they have a place to live. So whenever you hear someone say that the Palestinians are homeless, it is a, it's, it's a false equivalent. They shouldn't be. Their religion says that that the whole of the Muslim community is supposed to take care of them. Mm-hmm. That's why they that's why they give the zakat every you know when they go to Friday prayer. So what's happening with that? Are we to believe that the entirety of the Islamic community on the face of the planet is screwing up all at the same time, or is this actually something much more sinister? which is a, a quest to light the candle under getting rid of Israel and and starting the next march towards an empire to where Islam is, is not only significant in the world, but in a controlling state, which is what the, the end goal for Islam is when you read their holy scriptures. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, hey, uh, Rashida Tlaib, you know, I'm glad she thinks she's important. I don't know why the media keeps putting microphones in front of her. She's really not that important. But <laughs> as we pointed out, okay, what's your alternative? <laughs> that's actually, I had to, I had to say, that's that's pretty humorous. You know, obviously, yeah. They're, where where are they going to go? I don't know that they're going to find a candidate that's going to line up with their, you know, incredibly, you know, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel sort of uh, mindset the others there's just nowhere to go for that even if they even if they drafted gavin newsom he'd just play basketball with him and follow him right (laughs) like he did to the to the poor chinese child uh, when he was over in china exactly right that's very funny well well but then again i mean america you know traditionally supports israel we know we've got all these huge protests happening even in this country but that still isn't going to be the policy of the United States. Yeah, it's a, whenever you hear a politician say the American people say, they don't know what the American people say. They might know the, what the people in their district say. Right. You know, let's go ahead. Uh, let's uh, bring Mary in. Mary in St. Pete, she's been holding uh, so patiently throughout the break there. Uh, Mary, good morning. You're on the program with Frank Silvato. Good morning. Uh, speaking of the thing, you 
can't read the thing unless you can read cursive writing. <laughs> and children can't, cannot read cursive writing these days. I saw a movie last night where an adult was actually sending a card to someone and it was printed. So that's how far it's gone. That's no cursive writing. You can't read the Constitution. Uh, number two is thank you so much for writing your book in paperback. I don't know why everyone else is writing books that are still published in hardcover. Um, the three books I have, well, I don't have yours yet, but that's a paperback, our paperback, and one of those books is called It Is About Islam, and it explains what Islam is. Uh, if you don't read that book, you can't. anything about knowledge of the other side is a very smart thing to do. Um, and also, Klaus Schwab wrote his book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, in paperback, uh, less than $10, so that everyone could read exactly what they want to do. I bought five copies for friends, and ne none of them read it. And the third thing is, I would like to ask, what is the difference between Jewish, Judaism, Jesuit, Zionism, and um, one more thing. It seems like there's different factions uh, of the Jewish people, so I'm just kind of wondering exactly what that difference would be. And Zionism, I guess that was, well, I mentioned that. But thank you. That's right. it. Thanks, thank Mary. You. Thanks, uh, Mary and St. Pete, everybody. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, Frank. Um, uh, you know, uh, I just want to add one little thing here, obviously about the reading cursive. But also yeah. about driving stick. Driving a stick is, <laughs> yeah. is some, something that has now become a lost art. Yeah, but when the when the EMP hits, you're going to have to learn how to drive stick again. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, as to uh, and cursive, Mary's right. Our founding documents are in cursive. You have to know how to read them. Otherwise, you're at the mercy of whoever prints the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence and the Magna Carta uh, and all of the charters of freedom. And when you, you know, when you can edit things digitally at will, um, there are people out there nefarious enough who will, you know, why don't we just soften the verbiage there in the Second Amendment a little bit? Yeah, yeah. We, we need to be able to read the original documents. This is another failure of the education system. Um, not only that, but when you think about the fundamentals of critical thinking, being able to write a language in two different styles, one in cursive, one in print, uh, it helps develop the child's mind. And, and that is a that is a core platform of, of, of installing critical thinking. So don't believe that the non-teaching of cursive writing is something that wasn't thought about very hard because the progressives want you to follow the state they don't want you thinking for yourself. They don't want you reading the Charters of Freedom. Um, as for the uh, the different labels and uh, the, the sects, as it were, S-E-C-T-S, um, of, of Judaism, that they're, some of them are labels that, that mean the same thing. Others are different degrees of, of the Jewish faith. And, you know, when you talk about Hasidic Jews, they are much more devout. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so there are degrees of, of, of devout in the Jewish faith, just like there are in Christianity where Jesuit comes from. Um, and just like there are in Islam, the only difference here is that if you are not doing Islam in a full throttle type of degree, 
then you are transgressing everything that has to do with that religion. It's an all or nothing kind of questual dogma. So you can't say we're leaving this out. I, I think I'm going to carve this. I'm not going to weigh heavy on this. I think, you know, we have to have some evolution here. There is no evolution about anything that is in the Quran or the Hadith because the Quran is considered the literal word of Allah. These are the words that, that Muhammad received from Allah when he went out into the desert. There is no interpretation allowed because they are the words of Allah. In Christianity, they're the books of the apostles. You know, well, in, the, in, the, in the Torah, they're parables. But in Islam, it's the literal word of God that is being that is being invoked in the Quran and and the Hadith. So that's the difference between the the two religions. You can't interpret Islam. It has to be what is written. Well, and you know, we see a pretty stark contrast, you know, with say, for example, the Taliban, you know, and that's always sort of downplayed, you know, of, of what the Taliban is really all about, the way that they treat women and girls, uh, the, uh, just, the you know, heading back to the 11th century, with your Taliban leadership, I mean, it, it's very, very, uh, uh, you know, intense, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they seem to be interpreting it as such to say this is how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to treat people. This would never fly in the Western world. Yeah, they don't they're not interpreting anything. I, I, I wrote a book back in the 2000s called uh, Women in Fundamentalist Islam. They're following the Quran to a T. Die, every dotted I, every cross T, that's what the Taliban is. If you think the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, they're the extremists, you don't understand Islam. They are devout Muslims. They are following every single word in the Quran and the Hadith exactly. That's what that religion is about. The Muslims that you see in Western culture who are not wearing uh, you know, uh, the, the hajibs that are maybe having a beer, that are going out and maybe having a, some pulled pork down at the rodeo. I don't, don't necessarily see a lot of Muslims at rodeos where I am, but, you know, to, to make a point. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, they're not devout. They're, they're not following their religion the way it's supposed to be followed under, you know, when considered by a devout Muslim. And, and, and you know, this is just the way... It is. We can't, in the West, we can't interpret how their religion is supposed to be applied. It's not our purview. If you're not a Muslim, you don't have an opinion about it. So, you know, if you, if you think, oh, that horrible Frank Salvato, he's just, he's Islamophobic, read the texts. I'm not Islamophobic at all. I, I have Zudi Jasser, who's someone who has been trying forever to to institute re reforms to move beyond what was left in in close to 700 when Muhammad died and and the Sunni and the Shiites split into these two warring factions he's been trying to to exact a, a an an Islam that expunges the violence boy does he have a load of stuff coming from the Middle East against him I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, so we don't, in the West here, when we exact an opinion on on Islam and, and these different groups, we're speaking from an uneducated point 
a view unless you've read the Quran and the Hadith together. Indeed. And of course, there's also the, there's a component of deception in the sense that you can deceive your enemy, you know, as you could almost do anything, you know, to deceive your enemy and to further your cause. And that would be, that would be okay, basically. It's called Altakia. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, hang on there, Frank. Can you stay around for a second, a uh, third segment? You bet. All right. Everybody stay right there. Frank Silvato is going to come right back with us. This is getting interesting, don't you think? All right. We've got a lot more to talk about. We've got a caller hanging on. we got everything. Stay right there. Who helped cause soaring gas prices? BlackRock. Who contributed to outrageous housing prices? BlackRock. BlackRock and Larry Fink spent years harassing oil and gas companies, making them divest from fossil fuels. Now you feel the pain. And BlackRock-owned companies are snatching up houses, crippling families. Now BlackRock's former ESG czar, Brian Deese, is Biden's economic advisor, crushing America from within. That's what BlackRock is really about. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills. You can't see it, taste it, or smell it. Suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap, and the dealer might not even know. Keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Nine four nine eight two two seventy nine fifty nine. That's the number to call if you'd like to uh, call in and opine on the program this morning. And of course, uh, we've got our good friend Frank Salvato from UndergroundUSA.com, and of course, author of the book Nullification. Good morning again, Frank. Mister Kyle. Well, you know, one of the things I was thinking about during the break, you know, was this idea of tolerance. And typically in the West. You know, there's a lot of tolerance in the sense because there's you have you find a lot of different people, you find different uh, religious faiths and so forth, and there's always this element of tolerance that goes in in with that. Uh, but for the for many in the um, in the Islamic world, the tolerance just really doesn't exist, does it? No, there there is no tolerance, and that's that uh, it's exemplified by the wiggle room and the dogma. There is no wiggle room. If if you are a devout Muslim, then you are in intellectual agreement with the Taliban, with with Al Qaeda, with and and I won't even say Hamas because a lot of the people in Hamas uh, they don't follow Islam devoutly like the Taliban or ISIS or Al Qaeda do. You know, um, to touch a little bit further on the idea of Al-Takiya, Al-Takiya is a tenet in Islam itself that says it is okay to lie, it is okay to cheat, it is okay to do anything. You are forgiven for any transgressions against Allah if you are either feel threatened for yourself or if you are trying to advance the cause of Islam in the world. 
So it's a license. It's a license to deceive. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's a justification. And so at that point, then anything's possible. You know, peace negotiation. You know, it, those kinds of things. Uh, you know, can always uh, you know simply be a ruse. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's uh, let's take the caller here real quick. We got back M and Bob. We got another caller hanging on line two as well. Back M and Bob. Good morning. You're on with Frank. Yes, I just want to say one thing to Frank is that I think he's dead right about all this. And it's to quote of one of the some Islamic person, I can't remember that when, but they said basically we're going to get rid first the Saturday people and then the Sunday people, meaning the Jews who worship on Saturday and the Christians who worship on Sunday. And their whole tenet is that they are the only religion. Anything anybody else is an enemy, and if you won't convert. You're an enemy, and you'll die, or we'll get rid of you in some kind of way, shape, or form. And that's that's what we have to proceed in on this thing. And that's the way the Israelis are are doing, also, I think, too. What do you think? What Frank? do you think, Frank? Yeah, there's a there's two ways to exist on the planet if you are not going to conform to Islam. One is to pay, is to pay the jizya, which is a tax, and it's like a heathen tax. It's you're not you're not of us, but so you pay this, you don't die. That's what it is. You are subservient to anybody who's Muslim. You are subjugated by Islam, but we'll let you live. The other one is to convert. And if you convert, then you've got full status, and there you go. If you don't do either of those two things, the Quran says you should die. There is no living side by side and saying, I'm not playing the Islam game. So when they talk about uh, getting rid of the Saturday people and the Sunday people, that is uh, an emanation from the, for lack of a better word here, the commandment by Allah to make Islam the dominant religion in all of the world. And, and that's why they, you know, if they can do it by proselytizing, they do it by proselytizing. They do that in the mosques. So they brainwash the kids every, you know, that's what they do in the madrasas, but if, and, and in prisons too. You have you have people absolutely. that come out of out of prisons like that. Yeah, yeah. It's that is a big incubator ground these days, especially in the West. You know, but you've got uh, it is a force that wants to own the world. Make no mistake about that. And again, if you're listening to this, going at Frank Salvato, he's Islamophobic. Just read the texts. It's in black and white. Well, it's it, it, their playbook. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it certainly does set up this this notion that you know it's very difficult to come to some sort of you know agreement in terms of the community of nations as a result of that. It's not simply this is how we want to live in our part of the world or in our country or what have you, and sort of you know whatever floats your boat. Uh, if you live in different parts of the world or different countries or cultures, uh, it, it really throws a monkey wrench into trying to, you know, have a, a, a peaceful world in, in that sense, because you always have this, this, um, this need to expand or to, or to conquer basically based on that, that belief. It is, it is fair to say that fundamentalist Islam, that a devout Muslim is incompatible with Western culture. Yeah, there's too many impasses there. Well, I tell you what, back M and Bob, thanks so much for the call. We're going to uh, take the other caller here so we have plenty of time for one Frank last, to one, respond. One, one, real, one last comment. Real quick. 
is what are we going to do when Iran gets the bomb and decides to develop into a full nuclear power? All right. Good question. Good question. Um, we, we we had better have a response to nuclear weapons, or we have to preempt it. Indeed, indeed. Because when the because if the Twelvers are in charge of Iran, they want that bright light to bring the Mahdi out of the wall. I know it's it gets really terrifying and scary in terms of this kind of perspective. Line two, you're on with Frank Salvato. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, this is Elizabeth from Lutz, and I just wanted to ask Frank. Do you recall when John Paul II, who is one of my very favorite popes, um, he said that Islam was a religion of peace. And then George W. W. Bush took up that, you know, same call to order or whatever they thought they were doing. But... That's the one thing that I I found out later, and I don't know if it was from, like, Walid Ferris or, you know, somebody that was very knowledgeable and understood. Right. That the, we know that the word Islam means to submit. Right. But then I was told that the, it's just like the word there. Was it, did you say T-H-E-I-R, T-H-E-R-E, or T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-A, right? They all sound the same, right? So there's little inflections there that you could tell the difference or just in the context, right? But I'm understanding that from him, I think it was the Wilid, uh, that Islam, it sounds just like the word, their word for peace. And John Paul II was a master of seven languages, okay? And probably more that he knew, but, you know, just wouldn't say that he was absolutely proficient in. But he just, he knew languages. I don't think he knew Arabic. But what are you um, thinking about that? And then also, what is the name of your book again on Islam that you wrote in 2000? Uh, uh, the name of the book is uh, Women in Fundamentalist Islam. It's a, it's a, a short monograph, but uh, it, it pulls from a lot of the things that we, we covered in the symposium series that we did. We created a national symposium series back in the 2000s. Uh, we had Walid Ferris there. We had Wafa Sultan there. We had Robert Spencer there. Um, Thirteen people on the stage. Uh, I was stunned to hear Wafa Sultan talk about her personal experience. Um, she's a actually, you know, she's a <laughs> Islam and left her homeland. Her accounting of what happened to her and her sister drove me to write the book. Hmm. Uh, as far as religion of peace is concerned, there was a narrative that the world leaders were trying to float after nine eleven to help to help pull the pot off of the stove because it was boiling over. They were worried it was going to light the candle under uh, the next giant advance forward from the Islamic world, which, which would have been blood all over the place. I can't speak for John Paul II. I'm a Catholic and I respected him very much. But at the time, I was a big fan of W too. If if mm -hmm. John Paul said that Islam is a religion of peace, I hate to say this, and please forgive me, Holy Father, you are wrong. Right, and that's one thing that I always thought. Mm -hmm. Somebody fooled him. Somebody lied to him. And he was not in the best of health at that point. Well, I mean, he well, already had Parkinson's. Remember, so you said that. Somebody pulled the wool over his eyes. 
the 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 people who were, who ran the Vatican, not only back then but especially today, they're, they're political creatures. Indeed. Do you remember what um, Paul VI said in 1969? He said the smoke of Satan has entered the church even to the highest level. Very interesting. And I love Paul VI. I mean. Elizabeth, thank you. Thank you so much. I hate to, I'm not trying to cut you off, but uh, we're going to get cut off here in just a second. Take care. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you, Frank. Take care. We'll talk on Friday, sir. Stay well, Thanks. You too. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a rating, and a comment if your platform lets you. Head on over to undergroundusa.com and sign up for the Substack. It comes straight to you with anything new that we do, circumventing the censors and flipping off the so-called fact-checkers. And don't forget to pick up your copy of Nullification, the case for decentralizing the federal government, available in paperback and in Kindle format over at Amazon.com, as are all of the monographs that I've written before. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.